coming up on Monkeys Took My Jetpack. Slow. U.S. Marshal Jericho slow. That's a U.S. Marshal. Quiet. Law of the West. I'm allowed to shoot, shoot, shoot. Rattlesnake Ben. Sure, if you want any of these fellers alive, you better let me know now. And China. Uh, rat who gnaws at the cat's tail invites destruction. What's a crazy fool doing? Can I shoot him? Just you try it. There's a toll to enter this town. This is not going to be a very impressive first showing. Oh, damn. Okay, did not see that coming. Well, that just went from comedy to rather <laughs> grim. That's just gold right there. Good evening or good afternoon, and thanks for downloading Monkeys Took My Jetpack issue number 96, wherein we are going to test out Wild West Cinema, a fun game which really deserves more love and more sales. So please, for the love of God, get yourself a copy. Get one for your friends. Run it. Play it. Have fun with it. And I say that with no sponsorship or anything. It's just a game I really love, and I want it to do better, so they'll produce more stuff for it. It's from Spectrum Games, and it's available at drivethroughrpg.com. Link in the show notes. Anyway, the test only took about 45 minutes, so I have, in addition, left you our pre-game after show, as well as some outtakes for your enjoyment. So let's get to the fun, shall we? Our cast includes yours truly, Blind Geek, as the Game Master, Josh as Jericho Sloan, U.S. Marshal, Thunderstep as China, and Trilobite as Rattlesnake Ben. So, without further ado, grab a cup, bottle, glass, or can of your favorite beverage, saddle up, grab your 44. And head out on the range with us as we present Monkeys Took My Jetpack, issue number 96, Hitting the Dusty Trail. You now present a Jetpack Flashback. So what do you guys feel like doing tonight? Well, we have a bunch of Western characters already made up. Yep. So I did glance at the, uh, I had read them before, and then earlier today I glanced at the rules as kind of a refresher. So if we want to do a very basic, yes. oh my God, they're robbing the bank, let's get them, yes. kind of scenario, we can do that. I don't have a full-on adventure ready, All right. because I tend to like to do a thing just to get the system under my Absolutely. belt first. I got a standard adventure specifically for that. <laughs> I do the same thing. There we are. All right, bring up Rattlesnake Ben. Uh, what gonna... dice we use? Two d sixes. Yeah, correct? I was about to get dice out and I forgot. I don't roll dice. Not you, Mister GM. That's kind of nice, actually. I got no. the dice. I got me some now. Yeah. No, my That's character's right not talking like that. <laughs> oh, I think it'd be cool if you did, but I don't know hard to do after a while. Oh no, I can not play that all day. <laughs> This is my natural voice. <laughs> well, you got her hearing my speaking voice. <laughs> I don't get called back for a lot of speaking engagements. <laughs> <laughs> it just makes him sound like he's constantly drunk. Yeah. <laughs> 
What do you mean? You're not constantly <laughs> drunk? How do you I've cope with the pain? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know, man. I don't know how else you guys expect me to drown out the voices. <sighs> okay, Wild West Cinema. <laughs> it's going to be one of those game sessions, I can tell. That's all right. No, I'm so That's why this is just a system go-through. However, we should I should probably give you the basics of, because I don't know if everyone has read the... No, how about we just do it as it comes up? I'm comfortable with okay. that. All right. Yeah, we can. Okay. I got no problem. All right. Uh, one thing I wanted to ask you guys about the characters is we have essentially two drifters and one stationary guy who, well, you know, I mean, stationary in that he's No, no, I like it. I like it. The sheriff of this place. Isn't your character a marshal or something like that? Or yes, marshal. I want... Yeah, but marshals trail. have a home Don't base. They have the jurisdiction of the entire nation, U.S. Marshal. Uh, U.S. Marshal can go anywhere, uh, but they usually have, like, Matt Dillon was marshal. Okay, there, okay, let me clarify. There's two different types of marshals. There's the marshal who's in charge of a city. There's the sheriff that's in charge of a county. And then the U.S. marshal is a federal agent who has jurisdiction throughout the country. Boy, Gunsmoke really fucked up, didn't they? Wow. Well, no, right? no, he could be the marshal of a city. That is different <laughs> from a U.S. No, but it says Matt Dillon, U.S. marshal. That's what they called him. I could be mistaken, too, but that was my understanding of how... Huh. Well, no, we'll US go with marshal. it for now, and if we find out later that we are wrong, we can change the backstory. That's why in Gunsmoke, it's like, U.S. marshal, you can't escape fear. At any rate, you're a U.S. marshal? Yeah, so I've been on the trail of Gravedigger Pete Wilkins. Yep. Mm, awesome. Apparently you really like that. Okay. Yeah. That's such Other. a great spaghetti western name. Grave digger Pete. Makes people dig their own graves before he shoots them in the back. I'm gonna Held up. Held up six <laughs> Western Union wagons in the past year. Won't escape so... U.S. Marshal Jericho Sloan. <laughs> I love that name. That's an awesome name right there. Jericho Sloan. Rattlesnake Ben and China. Did we settle on that or what did we settle on? Um... No, he's got a name. Oolong. Yeah, everybody just calls him China. All right. As our story opens, you are riding the plains. It's a hot desert afternoon, as often is the case, and you're uh, approaching the outskirts of Clay City. Clay City. Clay City. Hmm. Because that's the first name that popped into my Famous for Clay or founded by a guy named Clay? Hmm. That's a good question. Let's roll on that. Except my dice aren't handy, so I'll just eeny, meeny, miny, mo. It is... Actually, famous because of the... Rich clay deposits near the river? I was trying to think, yes. And a lot of the houses are made of adobe. That's why it got its name. Clay City. As you're riding through, you see several riders riding toward you from the town borders. Hey, y'all stop right there! Stop right there, I say! Who's saying? The guy who's speaking is in an army uniform. But he is accompanied by four individuals who do not wear such uniforms. But he is in front. Union or Confederate? Confederate. We are post-Civil War, right? Yes. Okay. And you are in what was a Union state. Right. I'm assuming the other two big, brawny Western heroes, they're riding horses. Right. Can I have a donkey? Sure. All right. I'll rein in. Captain Thompson here, and ride just a little bit off to one side, canter slightly off to one side, fixing these guys with my one good eye. I'll lean ahead of my saddle, make sure the sun gets my uh, tin star nice and bright. What's all this, then? I will rein in most honorable Shen, my noble steed. (laughs) Oh, that's great. (laughs) (laughs) What's going on is there's a toll to enter this 
town. Toll. Yeah, or a tax, if you will. That's right. There's a tax to enter this. I already said that, Cletus. (laughs) These honorable gentlemen seem to be mixing up terms. Toll and tax are not the same thing. They will strike out. Got ourselves a smart one here, says looking at Hung. I'm going to start rolling a cigarette. Still watching these guys. Wisdom can be found in many places, my friend. I bow. <laughs> Always talk like a Chinese fortune cookie. Always. <laughs> I nod slightly. <laughs> Con- Confucius does say that man with four balls cannot walk. <laughs> Confucius says a lot of things. Come to me by understanding. I'm going to lean forward and like, coming through this town on official U.S. government business. Perhaps yeah. let's... Well, then. Let us in through, and then if we decide we like your town, maybe we'll decide to pay this tax or toll or whatever. Hey, Sergeant, that's the U.S. Marshal. Quiet. My goal is here is to use my intimidation. Mm. Okay, the first roll of the game. Woo-hoo. If I remember correctly, that's resisted with presence. Presence skill. That's going to be uh, difficulty six that you that's have to overcome. I roll my plus and minus dice, yep. and I add it to my skill? Yes. Okay. Positive two plus seven is nine. Oh, damn. Presence is my big thing. (laughs) Apparently. And he looks at, he says, well, just see that you don't take too long because the toll needs to be paid. Who would I pay this toll to? Oh, by the way, you all start out with five story points. I forgot to mention. Uh, Who does this tax go to? I am the duly appointed collector, says the... Yes, and who do you give this duly appointed collected tax to after it's duly collected? Well, it's paid... For town, it's all right. Let me use simple, no, short words there, pal. I, he's not stammering. I am. Oh, okay. I'm to come all right. <laughs> it's paid to protect the town. Yes, and you've got a big old pile of money you've wrangled from people coming through your town. Honest, God fearing, law abiding citizens walking through your town. You take their money. You got a nice little pack, bag, maybe a little dollar sign on the side. Who do you take that money to at the end of the day? <laughs> I don't rightly see that that's any of your concern, Marshal. I do not understand your current currency. Paper cannot wrap up a fire. I don't understand him at all. <laughs> you got me there. <laughs> Sergeant, are we gonna... You don't want me to make this mob business, do you? Intimidation. Twelve. Jesus. You know what a U.S. Marshal is, boy? I got jurisdiction across the continental United States. Now, I could make some hassle to make sure that you're tax collecting is all done nice and legal and all that. You ever have an audit from the IRS? You want an audit from the IRS? I don't I'm th- one telegraph away from getting an audit from the IRS. Right down here, make sure all this tax is all done proper. What these men tend to forget is that good luck seldom comes in pairs, but bad things never walk alone. Yeah! Can I shoot him? <laughs> no, you may not. Just you try it. <laughs> Our be another loyal, time, boys. Not right now. our loyal eastern sidekick. <laughs> sidekick? I've seen you use that sidekick maneuver all the time. What are you talking about? Ah, yes. <laughs> <laughs> you like lean out to the left and kick to the right? Amazing. Uh, there'll be another time. Let's let these gentlemen be on their way. <laughs> is he going to tell me who he gives his money to? He is rather evasive on that point. Uh, that was That's really what the intimidation was. Oh, I'm sorry. I misunderstood. The, what the, okay. Sorry, I, I kind of went on a rant afterwards. I, <laughs> <laughs> We use the money to find further protection to make sure the town stays protected. Yeah, see. that's when I intimidated him, saying, do you want me to make it my business on who you give the money to? I'm trying to figure out who he hands the money over to at the end of the day. Oh, 
And he's basically telling you he doesn't hand it over. Okay. I don't hand they, the money oh. over to anybody. We are the duly appointed protectors of this town. Duly appointed by whom? By the town folk, of course. Naturally. Do I see any tin star on their chest or anything? Nope. I don't see no tin star on your chest or anything. There's no need for none of that. Are you telling me that you do not need any stinking badges? That's right. <laughs> <laughs> Now, if you'll excuse us, if you got work to do, so do we. Oh, no, you can go. You're dismissed. And the guy crumps and, come on, boys, they head off. I can hit them from here, sure. Oh, no, let's not do it yet. A rat who gnaws at the cat's tail invites destruction. <laughs> Doesn't quite sit right. See what the townsfolk have to say. Mm, this way. I would agree with. Okay, this is a pretty simple town. You got your mercantile, you got your uh, saloon, of course, and uh, various residences all along one major street, and uh, there are not a lot of people out, you notice. There aren't a lot of people out? There are not a lot of people out. Okay. I'm riding along, kind of slow, looking back and forth, looking the buildings. I'm, I'm looking up on the balconies, looking up on the roofs. Can I use my perception? Yeah. Now, explain to me, how exactly do I roll? You take two six-sided dice, one in each hand, or differentiate them somehow. One is your positive die, and one is your negative die. And what you do is you roll the two dice. Different colors? That'll work. That's what they recommend, actually. You roll the two dice, and you add the positive and the negative result together. Oh, crap. Here we go. All right, positive and negative. So you add the positive and the negative together. Yep. And then add that to your skill. Or subtract it, as the case may be. Oh, you're still adding a negative. That's uh, yeah. You just have to complicate things, don't you? You just have to have to complicate. Six. Okay. And since I wasn't sure what you were rolling for, I don't really have a difficulty for you to beat. So we'll say you oh. made it. Well, no, I'm just writing on honorable Shen, expanding my consciousness to the universe and sensing any threats ah. to my honorable friends. Okay. Out for an ambush. And because I wanted, <laughs> if you wish to put it that way, yes. <laughs> Okay. Oh, what the hell? Lowry, $2 word. I'm a transparent GM. What the hell? I want to try the combat out. So, yes, you noticed that the five people who you encountered did have little patches on their right shoulder that had eagles emblazoned on them. Okay. You notice there is someone skulking about behind you, and you see the eagle out of the corner of your eye. The eagle eye, as it were. So someone is skulking behind us with... The eagle badge on. Yes. Since I'm riding a donkey, how hard would it be for me to scoop up a rock on the ground and then whip it at this guy? Not too hard. And I want to do it completely casually. Oh, what's this rock? Oh, nothing important. Let me just toss it over my shoulder. <laughs> exactly. And I hope me. it doesn't hit anyone. Whack. Yeah. Nice. Exactly. It'd be throwing, right? Yeah, it'd be throwing. One positive, one negative. Need to be to five. All right. Be three. Okay. That's the rock hits him, it glances off of him, but instead of missing, I'm going to say it causes him to see who threw it. Ooh. He pulls his gun, and we're ready for initiative. Sweet. How do we do that? Well, you have your initiative skill, and you just rolled your luck dice, and the higher... Got your luck dice, so we need another die? No, 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 luck uh, dice are the two dice that you've already been using. They're okay. called the luck dice. Which colors? I'm getting higher numbers with the negative. <laughs> Gamers are a cowardly and superstitious lot. Yeah. Like I said, and every time I do a seminar on folklore and magic, I say, you don't think people are uh, superstitious nowadays in a you know 21st century America. Why don't you go touch someone else's dice this weekend? <laughs> See what happens. I wouldn't have a problem, but I'm one of the few. Never rub another man's rhubarb. I'm going to get nuts, Jack. It's gone. Let's get nuts. Let's see, what attribute is initiative under? It's agility. I... agility. Okay. I... Yes. Initiative is under... Agility. Okay, so there's his five. 
Seven. Seven. And I've got five. Okay. So two fives and two sevens. The sevens go first. I'll let you two decide what you want Oolong to do. is aware of what's going on, so I will let him go first. So I see the guy drawing his gun. Mm-hmm. Fortune has decided to frown upon me. <laughs> So, again, I'm going to act completely nonchalant, act like I'm not even paying attention, scoop up another rock, look at it, and chuck it over my shoulder again. (laughs) Seven. You nail him in the head, and it takes him off of his horse. As he's falling unconscious, though, he does shout, Sergeant! Sergeant! And he falls, hits the ground. That'll grab my attention. Yeah, likewise mine. (laughs) All right, then on my initiative, I'll draw my weapon. My heavy, short-barreled pistol, I'll look around for any oncoming threat. Wulong just took care of the first one. They have very many interesting stones here. (laughs) (laughs) You don't say. No, I do. In fact, I just did. You did. And you hear the thundering hoofbeats. The remainder of the people who were there before are riding in. So the other four? Yes. Three nondescript gentlemen and the sergeant wearing the Confederate uniform, all of whom are sporting the emblazoned eagles. What's all this here? What is all this? What happened to... Hey! They have their guns drawn, and what was Jericho's action? I'm sorry. I've got my gun drawn, and I've got... And I'm looking for threats to us. You see them. (laughs) They got their guns drawn? Yes. Leveled at us? Yes. And that's uh, Law of the West. I'm allowed to shoot them. (laughs) (laughs) I'm law-abiding, and they've got guns leveled at us. This is self-defense at this point. I don't like their attitude anyway. Now, is this like between other type games where we can choose to kill or not kill with guns? Or is it zero hit points with a gun, you're dead? It's sort of like Savage Worlds in that if they're hit, if they're not badasses, as they refer to them, they go down. If you're a badass, you've got the same thing as you guys do where you have... We get to define what go down means. Are they dead or are they just... Um, it kind of is just dictated by story. So I'll say, sure. I would just assume not kill them if I don't have to. Uh, if I have to kill them, well, then, you know. You can I'd always like shoot, shoot the guns out of their hands. Shoot the guns out of their uh, Not that good at... I was going to say, that'd be minus I'm more three. more like shoulder shot. and arm and leg shots. If it was Wushu, I'd be doing all sorts of things, but it's not. I know, like, in Savage World, some other things, when you take someone out, quote, quote, it can be defined if you're doing it lethally or non-lethally. I don't know if that's an aspect of this or not. If it's not, that's fine. It's not really. I would say if you were going to do that, I would make that called shots. Because okay, you're, so I'm you're... not going to bother with that. Then I will okay. just shoot them. Okay. Now, you were scanning. So I'm going to say this fight really starts in earnest in the next round. So their action was they're coming up. Okay. And... Ben has not done anything yet, so before things start in earnest, do you want to... Oh, right. My initiative. First thing I'm going to do is draw my rifle. It was rifle. Out of its... All right. Yep. Out of the scabbard, I got a nice Henry Lever action repeating rifle. Draw that out of the scabbard, give it a quick little twirl, bring it up to my shoulder. Is that my action? That is your action, yes. Okay. So now we're starting a new round... China, what's going down? Well, are the most honorable men advancing upon us? Yes. Hmm. I think I shall look at another one of these fascinating rocks. (laughs) (laughs) Not aiming for anyone in particular, just... Right. Nine. Damn. All right, you clock one, and uh, I'm starting to think I should have had more people. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, You clock one, and he goes down. There can be more. That's true. There can always be more calling out of the woods. I have a pretty good idea what Jericho is doing, but I'll ask anyway. What you doing? Shoot. That's what I thought. Aiming at the head guy. Luck dice plus shooting. Okay, you need to beat a six. I got a six. You hit him, he does not go down. We'll say you hit him in the shoulder. He is grazed. You roll damage all, or how's that? Nope. When you get hit the first time, you're grazed. Okay. If you get hit again, you are wounded, and that means minus one to all of your actions. If you get hit a third time, you are down, which means you're making 
death rolls. Okay, so what's the WDM mean? WDM is what you add to your margin of success, which in this case was none. Um, oh, that's true. Damn it. I'm sorry. I'm learning as I go here, and I forgot about that. So strike what I just said. In fact, I did this whole thing wrong. <laughs> well, I have God, no idea it. what the WDM for a rock would be. We'll say it's the same as Two. Fists, it's right is... there on the list, actually. They have a oh, list it? for rock. I'll be damned. You seriously? <laughs> I mean, let me go through this, because it'll remind me, because I'm forgetting all kinds of shit. Okay, when you're attacked, you have your defense, and that is, in your case, what you will use when you're trying to defend. You roll the luck dice right. to adjust that one way or the other to defend against the attack. Or in their case, they've got a static number that is their defense. If okay, that's you, how a unit system works, too. If your attack gets through, then you take the margin of success, which in your case was zero, zero. but... Uh, and then you add the weapons WDM to that. Weapon damage modifier. And that is what they have to make a grit check against. Or what you would make a, you know, and you use luck dice for that. Okay. And that's how you determine if you, uh, it's kind of like the toughness in Savage Worlds. If they beat your margin of success plus WDM, then they're fine. If they don't, then if they're a mook for lack of a better term coming to mind, they go down for the count. Right. If it's a badass or a PC, they're grazed, okay, and then if you grazed. hit again, they're wounded, etc., etc. All right, so roll the hit, and then grit whether or not they can soak the damage. Yes. Gotcha. So, my bad. So what I should have done when you were throwing the rocks, for example, was your rock has a damage modifier of two, so... Plus, half their physique rank is their base WDM. Okay, well, well, hang on, hang on. Let me figure this out. All right, so I'm using throwing. Right. And a rock is plus two, so let's say I made a seven. So it would be seven plus two? No, it would be... Let's just do this for the last guy you threw a rock at, even though I said he was down. Okay, so for him, I made a nine. And his defense his is... His defense is six, so that's a margin of success of three, plus... Two. Two. Plus, he also gets a uh, a basic weapon damage modifier equal to his physique, divided by two, because it's a physical melee throwy okay. weapon. Okay, and what so is that his physique? My physique is six. So, so three, three. So, so, so three plus two plus... Three. So, eight. Eight. If we compare that to his grit roll? Uh, well, he wouldn't make a roll. You would he's roll... He's got a static grit? Yeah, he's got a static grit, which is five. So that would take him out. It would take him out, yes. Yeah, I don't think you're supposed to do a luck die roll for that. That would be kind of silly. I could be wrong. I'll have to reread it, because I was more concerned about remembering damn modifiers than I was about reading the actual... All right, so let me just see if I got this. So his defense was six. Yes. For sake of argument. Since I rolled a nine, I beat him by three. Yes. Add the two, and then half my physique since I'm throwing stuff. Yeah, you add... Yeah, you take the three, and then add your weapon damage modifier. Uh, you have a base weapon damage modifier of half your physique when you're doing melee and throw stuff. All right. That makes sense. Yeah. And it'll go much faster now that we know what the hell we're doing. Now, for Jericho, he shot at Sergeant, who's the lead guy. And what was your... Uh... Margin of zero. That's right. Margin of zero. Your gun has a six WDM, if I'm not mistaken. Correct. And... So it would have been six versus his static grit. Which is also six. So I think if it's a tie, it goes to the PCs. So... We will say he is he's grazed. And then if we were to get a hat, we would roll our grit. Yes. To, to avoid. Yeah. yeah. And it, the target number would be equal to their. WDM plus the margin of success. Yeah. Or failure in our case, because we'd be failing a defense roll. Right. Gotcha. Okay. It's actually, this is a lot like cinematic units in some ways. Yeah. I think, I think it'll go faster once we've done it a few times. It's just right yeah. now we're getting all the. Kinks we're doing out. it now. Yeah. Okay. So that was that. 
it's either Al or the bad guy's turn. Right, and when there's a tie, the hero goes first, so what has Rattlesnake been doing? So we got, what, three fellers down at the end of the street now? Yes. And they were riding down on us, right? Yes. Okay, so I get set to put the spurs to my horse, and with the rifle still up, say... Sheriff, you want any of these fellers alive, you better let me know now. I uh, assume Marshall. that the marshal knows who I'm talking to. Yeah, try and keep their boss alive, but, you know, don't go out of your way. All right. And uh, with that... He you down on us first. Yeah! I'll put the spurs to the horse and charge at these fellows. I'm going to draw a bead on one of them and take my shot. Now, drawing a bead on one, that would mean you take your shot the next round. Oh, okay. So can you aim as a separate action? Yes. Careful aim, plus two to shooting skill. Check you out. Nice. Well, in that case... But you aim in the one round, and if I... I, I, I'm pretty sure... That's fine. I'm going to take my chances. So letting out a wild Sioux war cry, (laughs) I just ride at him, and while I'm galloping... I've just got the rifle aimed and ready, and I'm not firing yet. Okay. Even though it's not one of his special abilities, make a presence check for me. I want to see... That sounds like it might be a good use of the skill here. Or make an intimidation, actually. It would be intimidating, because I'm trying to see if they're going to scatter at your war cry. Probably not, because I'm kind of a weedy-looking old guy with a big old beard. (laughs) Okay, fair enough. (laughs) In fact, one of them says, what's that crazy fool doing? Yeah, Um, and with an intimidation roll of... It seems unlikely. Yeah, it didn't... Authentic (laughs) frontier gibberish. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) All right, so we got two guys left and then the leaders of three total. You realize that the best armor is to stay out of range. (laughs) Crazy talk. That wasn't crazy. <laughs> the leader guy's gonna go first. He's taking a shot at Marshall. Alright, so I need to roll a defense. Yeah, you need to roll your defense. Against his static attack, right? His static attack is seven. Man, I saw static attack once play up at the Odeon and it's amazing. <laughs> yeah, back before they sold out, man. I know, I know. Things have been different. Ever since the drummer died. I got a ten. Okay, you got a ten, so uh, he missed you. Zing. And one of the other guys is taking a shot at Rattlesnake coming at him. Otherwise known as the crazy man running straight at them. Mm-hmm. And their attack is six. Okay, so I'm rolling defense. Yes. You're okay. rolling your luck dice and modifying your defense score. Two, right. Oh, man, that's awful. That's a three. They have a margin of success of three. Ow. This guy has a long-barreled pistol with a WDM plus six, so that's <laughs> Nine. This is not going to be a very impressive first showing today. <laughs> <laughs> now, you can use, and I should have mentioned this before. Oh, you, that's right. Story you have your points. story points. You can use those to, on a one-for-one basis, bump up your die roll. Oh, well, absolutely. I don't want to ride it and get gunned down right away. <laughs> well, People watching the movie is like, well, I guess that's all we get to know about that character. <laughs> so, <laughs> so let's see. to be that guy. <laughs> well, <laughs> got a couple new breathing holes. So what do I, what do I need here? What am I trying to beat? Are you wanting to use a story point, or are you trying to roll against the hit? I want to try not to get. Okay, you were trying to beat a six. Mm-hmm. You rolled a three, so you mm-hmm. could spend three story points to bump that up to a six. Then that's what I'm gonna do. Okay, you feel the bullet rush past your ear, but it does not actually hit you. Nice. The last guy is taking a shot at. China. All right. Don't forget, oh, Rattlesnake just... Ben now has two story points left. Thank you. Okay. Yeah. So for this, I roll my defense, correct? Yes. 
Nine. Okay. You can't just say no. You have to make the roll. <laughs> nine, nine, nine. All right. He <laughs> takes a shot at you and does not hit. So we are in round number two of this fracas. Or fracas, as the case may be. Bruhaha. Shark strike. <laughs> the first man to strike admits he has lost the argument. <laughs> And having said that, you're up. Yes. <laughs> I think I'll actually get off my donkey now. <laughs> okay. There are some shacks, some adobe huts, and the saloon that you could conceivably take cover around if you wanted to, because you're, you know, you're on the main street of town. They are charging toward us, right? Yes. Okay. Well, I calmly get off shed, pull up my staff, and sidestep and trip the first horse that comes at me. <laughs> oh, damn. Okay, did not see that coming. <laughs> Horse. Horse will be fine. They trip all the time. <laughs> I call this teaching the man how to fly. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead and make a fighting check. All right, fighting. Oh, dear. Five. Okay, well, that's what you had to beat. Ties go to the PC, okay. and the horse does trip. The guy almost falls off the horse, but he manages to hold on to his saddle horn. However, that's going to cost him his shot for this round, because, yeah, he's going to be spending that time regaining his balance. All right, Jericho! I'm hopping off the horse and leaping for cover behind a water trough. Sounds good. Is that all I can do? Yep. Okay, very brief round. Got it. Yeah, they say guideline of time is three seconds. Okay, nope. Totally cool with that. Yeah, okay. Rattlesnake is up next. Okay. You were taking aim at one of them. Yeah, but while riding toward him. Yes. I hope it wasn't the guy I tripped. <laughs> oh, that would be really funny. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's up to our GM. It was the guy he tripped, and that's going to cancel out your instability modifier. Okay. Or lack well, of stable terrain. That way you can get your plus two aiming. It's not canceled out by the minus two from the unstable terrain. That works perfectly then. So yeah. as I ride on, I turn smoothly in the saddle. There's a tremendous bang and puff of smoke. And I fire at him pretty much at point blank range, it sounds like. Yep. And his defense is six. Okay. Let's see if I can make a roll this game with a higher positive than negative number. <laughs> Hey, the answer is yes. Okay. Awesome. So that's a nine. Okay, margin of success of three, and your WDM on the rifle is six, I believe. Six. So that's nine. Hey. He's, he falls <laughs> out of his saddle. So I just like the visual here. He kind of trips the horse with his staff. The guy goes, whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> And falls off onto the, falls to the <laughs> ground off of the horse. The horse whinnies, rears up, and then gallops off. He's getting the hell out of this crazy town. Good work, Tex! <laughs> As I ride by. You have one guy and the leader left, if I'm not mistaken. The leader takes a shot at Rattlesnake Ben. So his attack is seven. Go ahead and roll your defense. Okay. Ah, uh, that's much better. That's a ten. You manage to duck behind something of your choice as the bullet spews forth from his gun. Oh, could I just drop down, lay against the horse? Oh, sure. That'll work, too. Spin the rifle, bring it up. That's true. I'm going to adopt the S7S rule of you get to describe how you defend and whatnot, because I think it's more fun that way. Works for me. Yeah. I'm also happy with can I. Old school. I don't mind that. <laughs> yeah. Okay. The other guy is going to take a shot at China. Does everyone not like China? <laughs> well... Because he's, <laughs> <laughs> he's a Chinaman. 
They hardly know you. Fits the, the, unfortunately, that's one of the downsides of the period. Oh, yeah. And actually, I wasn't even thinking about it from that angle. I was thinking about it from the fact that you tripped his buddy's horse. Or was that being done in a surreptitious manner that they wouldn't have Yeah, noticed? that's why they don't like you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go with drunken kung fu here. I mean, he's doing stuff, but it looks like an accident. Okay. So he gets off his horse. He looks kind of wobbly, and he uses his staff to support himself, but he just happens to put it right in the path of the horse. Okay, fair enough. Actually, that works better anyway, because upon further reflection, you're not armed, and they would not shoot an unarmed. That's like only I am a, I am a Chinaman, though. Yes, so, you know, that's, that's true, too. So. Don't really count as a person. That's true, too. Ladies and gentlemen, this is a time sense. This of the opinions it, of anyone here at MTMJ. This is a reflection of the period in which they, the game is set. Exactly. Well, then, we'll stick with it. The attack is six, okay. and uh, you will be rolling your defense. Eight. All right. So there you go. How does the bullet not hit him? Oh, after tripping the horse, he staggers back. And says, oh, my. I just best George Dekai there. Oh, my. <laughs> oh, my. <laughs> but he steps back, absolutely stunned. He spins around looking to see what happened, and the bullet passes right back. Right. <laughs> <laughs> he just happens to be at the right place for the bullet to miss. Yep. <laughs> awesome. All right. New round. We have two targets left in this. Uh, we have Sergeant, who has been grazed, and the other, for lack of a better term, thug, that's what I called him when I wrote mm-hmm. him down, who is still up. Alright, I think I know what I'm going to do in this case. It is my turn, right? Yes, it is. Okay. Did not want to presume. Picking the staff up and holding it horizontal over my shoulder, mm-hmm. I'm still thoroughly confused as to all these things flying around, so I quickly turn around once again, and my staff clotheslines the guy on the horse riding by. <laughs> nice! <laughs> I'm going to make that a fighting attack. Kind of figured. Wow. Ten. Oh, not bad. He yeah, certainly beats his six. That's a four margin of success. Your staff... Nine. Grand total of nine. For damage, because margin of four... Plus three for my physique, plus two for the staff. Okay. That gives gives you a nine. nine. All right. Um, And his grit is a measly five. The staff hits him in the throat, clotheslines him, he goes flying off the horse, slams into the side of the saloon, and slides to the ground unconscious or perhaps dead. It's hard. You know what? No. He slides the ground, his head at a sickeningly unnatural angle due to the contact with his neck with the staff. Oh, that just went from comedy to rather <laughs> grim. <laughs> oh, well. No, when it happens to someone else, it's funny. Yes, that's right. Okay, yeah, it's still funny. Heard it. Tragedy. Well, I didn't know you were finger. going for necessarily comedy. I was thinking well, it's no, a it's, cool way to... Again, just doing drunken kung fu. Yes. So he's still playing up the fact like he has no idea what's going on. Yes. So. Yes. And now neither does this guy because he's dead. <laughs> yes. 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 It's Mr. Sloan's turn here. Sergeant's the only one up right now. Yep. Shoot, shoot, shoot. Okay. He's already grazed. Brings it to a seven. His defense is six, so that's margin of success of one, plus the uh, seven, and his grit is six, so he is wounded. The bullet, uh, let's see, I did a shoulder hit last time. I don't know. Shoulder again. (laughs) Other shoulder. (laughs) He fires back at you. I've got, I'm behind this here water trough, I don't know what uh, that gives you, let's get. see, water trough. That would be hard cover, I would assume. Sure. Uh, so that would be a minus two on his... Uh, is plus two to his defense, at least according to the kind That's right, plus, plus two to the defense, that's right. All right, so plus two to my defense roll. So a total of eight, seven. Okay, and that's equal to his. I 
attack. Ties go to the PC, so yeah, the bullet thuds into the water trough. Damn, he shot my hat! <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Heck, they're off. <laughs> you know, I like that. We're going to go with that. It ricochets off the water trough and Knock knocks the hat, right the off, hat off your head. Buster. That's right. Wait, are we... Oh, it's Al's turn, isn't it? Wait a minute. Yeah, I... I did think I we might screw up yeah. somewhere. I did. No, 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 no you, that's fine. You put the bad guy in front of Al, but considering they were both at the same initiative, yeah. I don't know yeah. But I've been going, and, you know, and I went flat on my horse to dodge <laughs> a bullet and stuff. You know, it's cool. I got caught up in the cinematic story there and forgot about exactly. It. Okay, I got no problem. With that. <laughs> okay, what is Rattlesnake doing? Okay, we got just the sergeant still up, right? Yep, he's the last one. I'm gonna wheel the horse around. I picture the horse, like, because I basically just put on the brakes, you know, pull on the reins. Right, right. Turn the horse around. I picture the horse going up with four hooves to the air and uh, take careful aim. And I'm sighting in on uh, this feller's gun. In fact, I'm going to use Deadeye here. Oh, sweet. Uh, Oh, I forgot about the damn special abilities. I don't think any of the other ones have come into play, uh, but... I keep, keep waiting for boxcars to get my kung fu to go off, but... The first attack should have automatically missed you, because that's your looking for trouble thing, so I kind of messed... You know, I don't I it I did was, miss. Don't even worry about it. It did miss, but that's because you rolled it that way, and you wouldn't have had to roll at all, uh, technically. Um, okay. How does Deadeye work again? I So, fix, and I keep the highest, I discard the low one. Nice. So let me roll that here. My highest is only a three, but that's okay. I add that to my shooting skill, so that's a ten. Okay, it's gonna hurt. Yes, it is. But I'm aiming at his gun. Still gonna Sheriff. hurt his hand. Well, that's right. <laughs> told okay, me to now, take that, him alive. The, okay, now the called shot is a minus three. So okay. actually, so that's a seven. Yes, and it still I think hits because his. God dang it. I thought having all these on one line would be a good thing. It's kind of turning into a pain in the ass. Well, now you know. You live and learn. His defense is six. So, yeah, you knock the gun out of his hand. It goes skittering across the gravel. Damn. On uh, the combat summary sheep, it sheep. <laughs> yes, we have a sheep here with a <laughs> combat summary written <laughs> right out. <Yeah. laughs> he knows his stuff, but his accent. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> called shot, called shot, minus three to, minus three to shooting skill, margin of success plus five. Wow. That's if you... If he's going to kill, I guess. Yeah, but, if you're going to, yeah. to wound as a, like if you say, I want to hit him between the eyes. Mm-hmm. You know, you shoot a feller in the wind pub, he's going to know it. Well, well my question is, is that a margin of success plus five plus the goddamn... Yeah. Jesus. Mm-hmm. That's... That's some scary shit right there. Well, you shoot a feller in the wind pub, he's going to know it. <laughs> <laughs> the point. He ain't. He ain't. He ain't. I can't hear cold shot without thinking of the gamers. <laughs> cold shot to the nut. What the hell are you trying to do? Do you not me? Still one, my favorite. Still one of my favorite lines from any of our podcasts. Yes. Oh, goodness. Okay, so the gun went flying, and he is... Uh, what is he going to do with this? Well, the round is over. We are in our next round. He... Hmm, does he run? Is his personality? This is where the personality thing comes in. Personality, logical. Logic dictates get the fuck out. So all your guys are dead. And he's now loud, which means he's yellow clear through anyway, so he takes off running. Oh, look, another rock. <laughs> Take a story point, that was hilarious. May I? You may. Boxcars! Serious? Now the boxcars, where there's no one left to fight, you get the boxcars. <laughs> Cheese and crackers. Cheese and crackers. Are you going to take the three uh, and just throw three rocks in quick succession? 
Actually, can I do this ultra cool? Sure. All right. You got box cars. You can pretty much do whatever you want. I scoop up three rocks, look at them, toss them up in the air, then twirl my staff and pow, 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 hit the three rocks with the staff, and then they go flying right at them. Cool. <laughs> and that's always a success. And the margin of success when you roll box cars is two times the weapon damage modifier. So with your rocks, that is five because of your half physique. Okay. So that's, geez, ten. And his grit is six. So he. It falls unconscious to the dirt. Okay, he's not getting drug off by his horse, is he? Like his uh, foot's still stuck oh, in the that's syrup a good and point. the horse is... Because... Oh, we're gonna, it's uh, 6.30. And that would be a nice way to... So yeah, the horse does drag him. He falls out of the saddle. He's hanging by the stirrup. And the horse drags him off. And he goes bumping over the hard packed dirt. <laughs> Remember, you should not glory over your victory over the enemies, but don't be in a rush to help them up either. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and nice. as he's getting dragged off, the one thing that is left where he was standing is his eagle patch, which was ripped from his clothing and is now just laying there in the Perfect. dirt. Cool. I like it. There we go. It was fun and fast. Yeah. And Once we figured out exactly how to do it proper, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I really like how quick it makes the rolls. Because I feel like, I don't know if it's necessarily written into the system, but I feel like us trying to focus on making it feel like a Western movie, the system doesn't get in the way of that. Yeah, and that's the intent. That's very nice to see that. It works really, really well. What I'm wondering about is, this is not that different from, like, when we were playing Icons, this system is very similar in a lot of ways to Icons. Well, it's just like icons, isn't that what the guy said? I don't find it that much like icons. Really? It, it, no. I find it I think more it's... similar to the cinematic unit system. Huh. Icons had too many other little fiddly bits, especially with all the stuns and slams that made. That's true. That would work fine if they said, just let the GMs roll some goddamn dice. <laughs> and that No, that's where icons' problem breaks down, is their dedication not having the GM roll anything, and then there's just some things that that makes it overly complex. Because mm. you got to do a lot of backwards math and whatnot. Well, I think it's the same, though, as this. The guy just explained it better, because with also this, possible. you're rolling against your grit. Also possible. This reminds me more of Cinematic Unisystem, which also has the GM doesn't roll anything ever. Hmm. That's what Buffy and Army of Darkness system use. Oh, yeah. I, I have all those games. I've just never given them enough time. They're good reads, number one, between C.J. Carella writes the Buffy ones, and he's just a fun guy to read, and mm -hmm. Shane Lacey Hensley writes uh, Army of Darkness, and he's always fun to read. Yeah. Humor the ignorant... <laughs> uh, CJ Carella wrote a lot of stuff for Palladium, a lot of the good stuff for Palladium. I was going to say, yeah. Oh, and, and then he did, uh, yeah, he wrote uh, Night Spawn, and then he also went on and did uh, Witchcraft. Uh, okay. His own company during the 90s, and then he wrote yep. all the Buffy books. And then Shane yep. Hensley wrote Deadlands, and he wrote a lot of cool stuff for TSR, okay. all the real mm -hmm. fun stuff for TSR. Uh, and then he wrote Deadlands and Savage Worlds. Yep. Awesome. Okay, thank you. The uh, he's just, oh, he's sorry. fun to read because he's got an obvious enthusiasm for what he's writing. Now, the Buffy system, mm -hmm. is that the same system for All Flesh Must Be Eaten? It's the cinematic Unisystem. All Flesh Must Be Eaten is Unisystem. It is a much more streamlined, less crunchy version of that, but it's got that DNA. Okay. But yeah, it's got a lot of the your, your NPCs all have static scores for attack and defense and damage, and then you are rolling against them. Okay. I like I was that a lot. Because I knew that so system sounded familiar. Okay. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah, and it reminds me a lot more of that than I... Okay. Although I can see the similarities, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because when you're rolling your grit, 
against their margin of success and damage. That's basically the same thing you do when there's a slam or a stun and you're rolling. Yeah, and it might just be a matter of language and how they're doing it. But yeah, well, that was the problem with icons. I, it was a lot of it. There was just a lot, of... a lot less problems with this already than we did with icons. Yeah. Having and this time with icons, they're like, well, let's give it a couple more sessions and see how we like. And this is like, hey, we like this. Yeah, this is awesome. Mm-hmm. I would, I, I will start working on a full-on adventure where we actually do something besides shoot. <laughs> By the way, this was a really good introductory adventure. We knew when we were going in, when you set it up with these guys coming out to demand a toll, we knew exactly what was going on and what was going to be expected. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Yeah. I don't know too much about the movies, but I've seen one or two Western TV shows, and you're like, oh, those are the bad guys. You know, that's fun to do sometimes. It really is. Now, had I thought about it while we were in the midst of it, it would have been kind of cool to have the sergeant guy jump off his horse and get in a big old fist fight with the marshal. But the only reason I didn't actually was because I wasn't sure, and I didn't want to stop the game to look it up and figure it out. I wasn't mm-hmm. sure if you track brawling damage completely separately or if you're... Because brawling damage works the same way as gunshot damage, but when you're down, you're just unconscious. There's no death rolls needed. So my question was, okay, if he's already grazed, through gunplay, does that mean when he's brawling that he's already starting as grazed, or do you track both things separately? Like, could you be wounded in gunplay, and then when you're brawling, get grazed, and then wounded, and then... I don't know. Now, keep in mind, I've got a really small brain, but it read to me like it's one damage track, as it were. I'm tending to agree with you for, A, because that's how my memory is going, but also because everything in this book indicates that this guy's big intent is keeping everything as simple as possible and not doing anything well, that'll make it more complicated. Well, not only is that the simplest way to do it, I just to my mind, it makes sense. It makes you've sense. been shot, and then you've been punched really freaking hard. It's <laughs> not like one is completely separate from the other. You're already yeah. hurt from being shot. You're going to get hurt more by being punched. Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and the uh, Western movies and stuff don't really, I don't know, there's not, there's not really, uh, I guess, like a tactical feel to them. Right. So it's not like we're keeping track of non-lethal damage versus lethal damage. A lot of it is there's bad guys and you're taking them out you know, one way or the other. Right. Whether it's somebody breaking a bottle over somebody's head or somebody getting shot, clutching his chest, screaming, breaking the balustrade and falling into the you know. Right. Well, that's why I love the fact that he put the MOOC rules in there. Yeah. I read that and went, yes, this is awesome. Because uh, ever since Spirit of the Century, which was my first encounter with, um, no, it wasn't. Savage Rules was. Anyway. Actually, for me. I love MOOC rules. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that's uh, awesome. I'm looking forward to doing some more of this. Yeah. This was, yeah. This was very good. Thanks a lot, guys. This is a lot of fun. Yeah, yeah. yeah it is. And I love the fact that you're <laughs> China always has... You got to keep that proverb generator. Or was that just you? <laughs> that was just me. I that mean, was I, just I, I was, I was, no, no, I was using the, I was going through several proverb generators. <laughs> but it, it worked. That was, that was cool. Good stuff. I love doing All right, guys. Like that. All right. Awesome, guys. Y'all have a great week. You too. So there you have it. That was our playtest of Wild West Cinema, and it went very well, as you could hear. I had my reservations. I couldn't remember how it went. I had assumed, because we never got back to it, that maybe we didn't like it as much as I thought. 
but clearly we did. I think what probably happened was we just got caught up in Dresden, and by the time we finished that, we sort of forgot about Wild West Cinema. But it is not too late. The group may be different, but I bet we could get some Wild West Cinema hijinks going on. Even though we are currently using a different system for Western games, and we may still continue to use that system, I think we might get different characters and give this system a go. We'll just have to wait and see. Anyway, hope you enjoyed that. We did. It was fun sharing that with you. I'm going to be taking a bit of a break, so uh, there'll be a few weeks between issues. That's because I'm going to be on vacation and I won't have my computer with me, so I'm figuring I'll just resume once I get back. But that means there won't be an MTMJ next week. It might, I stress might, be three weeks between issues because I won't have a lot of time to prep one by the following Monday. All I'm saying this for is that I don't want you being alarmed. There's not going to be another hiatus. We're not taking another year and a half off or even another month and a half off. We're just going to take a couple weeks off. So just bear that in mind. Anyway, until next time, this is Blind Geek saying thanks for listening to Monkeys Took My Jetpack. You could be spending your time listening to any number of other podcasts. And I appreciate that. And I appreciate that you choose to spend your time listening to this one. And I remind you that your imagination is also like a jetpack. You gotta keep it fired up. And always, let it soar! Hello, everyone. Hello. 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 <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Well, let me mute my iPad so we don't have that crap going on all through the game. Sorry. Old-timey typewriter. Yeah, I love that sound. Yeah. When we first started this, he had this Braille writer. I thought for sure. Like, the sound. <laughs> oh, that's right. Sounds yeah. like got an old ka-chunk, 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 ding typewriter. I'm like, what the... You actually saved, wow. saved the conchunk of that and use it sometimes in explosions and gunshots. Uh, it's a sweetener. <laughs> okay. That's awesome. Yeah. And it may come into play again, depending on how things like capes, cowls, and villains foul work, where I need to make a lot of notes. Mm -hmm. I may not want to keep flipping back and forth between documents on my computer. It may just be easier to have notes of NPCs on a piece of paper that I can actually... If you'll pardon the sightyism, look at. That's okay, my brother. We forgive you. <laughs> I the could... day of retribution is at hand. The sightlings shall pay. That's right, the sight power! Sight power! <laughs> he's Wanna probably doing something with his eyes. Yeah. Want to go on record saying that he said that, not me. <laughs> <laughs> no. That's right. You haven't known me very long. It's okay. We've long past the point We've... of respect. Eric. That's right. And I... <laughs> I'm not sure we ever had it, nor did I ever really desire it, so it's perfectly fine. <laughs> I'm just trying to be nice, you know? Oh, for God's sake, stop it. We aren't. All right, then, you know, I won't tell you the joke about the... Yeah, never mind. I'm not even going to go into it. About the guy 
Gregor is reading a waffle iron? Yeah, no. Christ. <laughs> you, ever, you ever hear about the blind guy? And he goes into a department store with a seeing eye dog, and out of nowhere, he literally picks up his dog, grabs him by the tail, and begins swinging him around over his head. I have heard this, but I won't spoil the punchline for you. Okay, go ahead. Well, people go running up to him and say, what the hell do you think you're doing? Is oh, I'm just taking a look around. Oh, that's awful. <laughs> I don't mean from a discrimination standpoint. I mean from a humor standpoint. That's awful. Robert Klein does that as a blues song. Oh, God. Really? Hilarious. Oh, I'm pretty sure funny. it was Robert Klein. I could be. Robert Klein could, cannot be found by looking. I know he couldn't stop his leg. Oh, that's funny as hell. Oh, that reminds well, you've me. Got the I am not a merry man. That's... <laughs> I will your, your wharf sounds a lot like Sam the Eagle. <laughs> but there's a, in a there's way, isn't that beautiful yeah, there's only certain voices i can do i i will admit that <laughs> i had no idea who that was because you all did your sam the eagles the other week and i'm like i can't keep track anymore oh man can't you just picture sam the eagle as wharf can now and that might be a <laughs> game next year <laughs> on the bridge going you are all weirdos, you are all weirdos. <laughs> Oh, it writes itself. Oh, my God. Brilliant. <laughs> well, I was gonna, I, I, I'm I, seeing I, a next-gen mashed up. Swine truck the next generation. <laughs> yes. Well, next... Oh, my goodness. Okay. Well, last, I almost did it this year, but I decided not to because I didn't know if I'd still want to do it in a couple of months. Six months, whatever you have to apply for so fast for that. I was going to do Muppets of the Ring, be a Lord of the Ring. Oh, yeah. Uh, I think I remember you mentioning that. Yeah, yeah I probably have. Who the hell would be Gollum? Uh, animal. Really? <laughs> yeah, go ahead. Precious, 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 for some reason, I was thinking Gonzo. Gonzo, I think, was going to be Legolas, although I was still up in the air about who it was going to be. I mean, Kermit... <laughs> get Kermit. Off too. I said I was thinking from the name alone, I was thinking... Gonzo the Grey? <laughs> okay, so anyway, no, uh, Gandalf was going to be Sean Connery, and then he would just be constantly leaving. Got something important, <laughs> but I'll tell you to you later when I'm back. And leave. <laughs> Because he was originally up for the role. Plus, I decided to keep all the humans that showed up were going to be from the 70s. Mm -hmm. so, oh, nice. Tom Bombadil was going to be Dom DeLuise. Oh, God. Dom Bombadil. Dom Bombadil. Uh, <laughs> That's great. With Goldie Hawn as Gold Moon. Okay. Or I can Gold handle Barry. that. Goldberry. Yeah, Goldie Hawn circa laughing. Yes. Not and then I think I was going to have Vincent Price as Sauron. <laughs> uh, Uncle Deadly was going to be the Witch King of Angmar. Nice. And then Sam oh, the man. Eagle was going to be the King of the Eagles, which would explain why he didn't help them all, because they're all, they're all weirdos. I'm not going to fly you into <laughs> who was it? It was, Mordor. Who was, it might have been Josh, actually. Who was, somebody was saying, you know, if they had eagles to take them back, why did they just have the eagles fly them there in the first place? A lot place? of people have said that. That's a classic argument. The general reason is because the eagles aren't at our goddamn beck and call. That's right. That's my yeah. thinking as well. They're off um, eagling, man. They got stuff to do. The, uh, Remind me if I'm wrong. Didn't the eagles talk in the books? I believe they did. They did in... Man, I don't they remember. Had names oh, they had names and more jewelry. I'm pretty sure they talked. All right. Yeah, those things usually go together. I just know in, like, the Peter Jackson Lord of the Rings, the spider talked, and they didn't have the spider talking in the movie. Um, I don't think Shelob talked, actually. She had inner dialogue, but I don't think she ever talked. Oh, okay. That the spiders so in The Hobbit, the Hobbit. Talk, but we haven't got that far in the we, movie. It remains to be seen. I well, considering let the I, trolls have their Cockney accents. And, and I still, still got to see The Hobbit. Oh, my I God. It. it was fun. It's hard uh, with a five-year-old, you know? It wasn't as good as the trilogy, but it's not going to be. Yeah. Well, the one thing, I love dragons. I have always loved dragons since I was a kid, and Smog was always the pinnacle. Benedict. 
Benedict Cumberbach. Make well, it they better freaking do it right. That's all I got to say. <laughs> you don't see a lot of them in the first movie. Oh, yeah. I was going to have Rolf as Boromir, who just constantly gets almost killed. He knows he's doomed, but he's Rolf, so he's cool with it. <laughs> oh, yep, this is the way things are. Time is your time. He's gonna, I was going to constantly like Kenny. I'm like, oh, and the spine collapsed and raw. Oh, poor boy. Oh, nope, he's back. Never mind. Hey, guys. Sorry. <laughs> what about Dr. Teeth? Like, I think what are we even doing here, man? I don't I know. Just play the just, gig. I didn't get that far. I think they may have just <laughs> been in the background as general elf. It's all inspired because uh, Steve ran last year at Gen Con and some other places ran Muppets of Sherwood. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and it, he put so much work into it and it was such a level. I didn't get to play with it, but just looking at all his notes and character sheets is such a thing of beauty. I'm like, I want to watch that movie. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I would watch that, too. Yeah, Nathan Fillion as Gisburn. <laughs> That's awesome. Great. And yeah, the Electric Mayhem were just the general merry men in the background. Awesome. There's a new Captain Laserbeam on the, uh, came out last night, too. Captain Laserbeam? I haven't listened to any Captain Laserbeam yet. Oh, uh, go back and do that. so Thrilling Adventure Hour is a podcast. It's kind of old-time radio drama, but it's done by every stand-up comic that I've enjoyed for the past 20 years. <laughs> awesome! Um, it's a lot of people who are affiliated with the Nerdist and Earwolf and other podcast things. It's, uh, Paul F. Tompkins, Ben Acker, Ben Blacker, Chris Hardwick does stuff occasionally with them. It's mostly Acker and Blacker. But it's that little click of California Upright Citizens Brigade Theater comedians out there. It's delightful and hilarious. Thrilling Adventure Hour. Captain Laserbeam is one of them. Eric turned me on to these guys. Never say I haven't contributed to your life. Nope. Well, between that and Dakota Rink Theater. I haven't Dakota contributed Theater plays to your straight. life. Oh, well, Dakota Rink Dakota... Theater does the same thing out of Canada, but they play it straight, while uh, Thrilling Action Hour is... I need to catch uh, up with Dakota Ring Theater. I gotta I gotta catch up on a lot of stuff. I gotta catch up on Dakota Ring Theater, too. I've been listening to Thrilling Adventure all the time. Yeah, if you know Dakota Ring Theater, it's like that, except they don't play it straight. It, it is done for laughs, but it's also very, very good. And they do it in front of a live audience, so it doesn't have the polished and produced sound as Dakota Ring. And also, you get the audience laughing. Do you guys know the uh, Girl Genius comic? I do. Oh, of course. Phil Foglio, as anyone who's seen my art can probably tell, was a big influence on my style. I'm not a, I haven't read much of the Girl Genius stuff, though, admittedly, mostly just because there's so much and I've been leery of trying to get it. Get the first two books, because the first two books actually are essentially the story so far. I highly recommend them. They're written exceedingly well, and they also fill in a lot of areas that kind of get glossed over or missed in the comic. So the novels are fantastic. But the main reason I bring that up is because for a while there, they actually had a couple podcasts, Girl Genius Radio, where they recorded themselves doing audio plays set in the Girl Genius universe. Oh yeah, I heard one or two of those. I think. And they are freaking hilarious! So I've been a Foglio fan forever. They are really, really well done. I wish they would do more, they just haven't, because they were recorded at Dragon Con or something. I gotcha. <laughs> I used to read Buzz Godot. Oh, yeah. And I was a big fan of his stuff, and um, I got introduced to him, actually, through the Myth Adventures books, not through Dragon, because I was reading Myth Adventures before I was playing D&D. &D. Awesome you know, series of books. Yeah. Well, like, we started awesome. They got less awesome. When did they start going downhill for you? I want to say Sweet Mystery of Life was probably where I just got tired of it because he had the same problem that a lot of authors in his genre had, I thought, where suddenly he decided that he had to make his books stand for something or have some kind of meaning. And he had a problem of soapbox in the middle of the narrative. I started Okay. Narrative. I must not have hit that point yet. Yeah. Sweet Mystery of Life, I think, was new in 94. Well, I mean, I've only gotten on that bandwagon. I don't want to say recently. But 
via the omnibus editions where they have okay. like one huge book that has like five of them in there. Yeah, it's been a long time since I read them too. I mean, it's 94 was the last time I read them. That was when it was still new. No, I mean, I remember loving the first several of them and then just it started to get kind of soapboxy. He had the same problems that Pierce Anthony had, although Pierce Anthony had those. <laughs> uh, <laughs> where it like suddenly, yeah, he, he, his, co- his silly little comedy suddenly had to have some kind of deeper meaning. And then about that same time, I found Terry Pratchett. I'm like, well, forget those guys. Terry yeah. Pratchett's awesome. Yes. Yes, he is. I mean, and, I don't. I mean, not he, have the I can take him really. Yeah, I, I thank you. I'm kind of there as well. I keep reading books of his thinking I must be missing something because everyone else that I know is like, oh, my God, Terry Pratchett rules. Don't start with the like, first one. Uh, don't, yeah. because don't try to read them in chronological order. That's well, when not- he started the series, he was doing just a straight-up fantasy spoof. Yeah. And as he got further in, he decided to make them broad social satires. And he just got to be a better writer on top of it. Uh, and then he got better. I mean, I'm a big fan of the uh, books with the Night Watch. They're making that into a TV. Which is freaking awesome. The Night Watch is good. I've always been a big fan of the books with Death. Oh, those are good, too. Yeah, I read once. What was the one I read? Monsters Regimen? Monsters Monsters Regimen. Yeah, that wasn't a great one. That's kind of a standalone one. One that I would highly recommend. Well, Hogfather is great. Hogfather is great. The one I was going to recommend, it depends on your religious leanings. Uh, The book. Small Gods. Where you go. Yeah, Small Gods is fantastic, but it rips on every possible religion. Well, it does not really. It satirizes the concept of religion itself, but it doesn't do it maliciously. Yeah, no, it doesn't do it maliciously. But again, some people take stuff out of context, so I always... Kind of like dog. <laughs> that is a great um, movie. Yeah, well, then you'll like Small Gods. Yeah, Small Gods is very good. I will admit his past couple books I haven't been too crazy about. The, but then the again, month of uh, Moist... Well, no, I, I, mean, love, I liked I like I going love, postal. Uh, I like going postal. I uh making money came making to go. Making money was, that was the good. One with the, the one about soccer. I don't care enough about soccer to have gotten most of the jokes. Yeah, I, sports in general. The soccer one wasn't that good. Unseen Thud academic. Was, Thud was amazing. I thought it was all about Thud, race relations. Yeah, Thud was really good. It's just the soccer one. That's kind of well. Unfortunately, he has Alzheimer's. Yeah, he's not going to have many more, so enjoy it, will Yeah, you? so, and now that we're completely off topic. I have some of his, I think I still have them in my garage somewhere, some of his older Discworld books that I bought because I like the premise, but I never got around to reading. So Start in the middle. To... Grab, don't grab the new ones, don't grab the old ones. <clears throat> right in the middle, and they're all episodic. Well, the ones I have are equal rights. I have Mort. I don't, I haven't, see, I haven't read those ones, actually. Those are Mort, old. Mort is good because it introduces death, and you get a better idea of his character, although I think it gets better when you start following his granddaughter. Reaper Man's good. Reaper Man is very good. Soul music is good. I think Neil Gaiman pretty much crowned my favorite death character. I don't know if there's any point in reading other people's incarnations of death after the cost of living. Oh, Neil Gaiman and Terry Pratchett are buddies. Yeah, and and I will say this is while I know exactly what you're talking about, I I think you will like Death, especially when you picture you know Death rides a white horse. What's the name of the horse? Binky. <laughs> and Christopher Lee makes his voice. Yep, and he likes people. He likes people. It's just he likes, his job. It's his job. He also really likes cat. Yes. The um, <laughs> have you read Good Omen? Yes. Not not you, but uh, uh, no, oh, I have not. Okay, read. I figured you had read Good Omen. Okay. <laughs> no, no, read Good Omen. That's, 
Go read Good Omens. That's Terry Pratchett and Neil Gaiman working together. And, back before they uh, were famous, man. Back before they sold out. <laughs> now, they were both well famous by the time that I think they started writing it like they met. They were – one of them was a nobody or maybe both of them were and they met and they – that was how they met and kind of came up with some of the ideas, I think. I, I don't know. But by the time that book came out, they were both famous and they're different – well yeah. famous. Yeah, because I remember it being a huge marketing – Gim- well, Terry uh, Pratchett, up until a little, not gimmick, some, but... up till some woman named J.K. Rowling came along, was the highest paid writer in England. <laughs> that heck. Oh, he's made fun of her. <laughs> oh dude, yeah, it's in- dude. It's England. That's not hard. No, I enjoy. I'll, I'll take Harry Potter over Twilight, but I'm not even going to go there. I'm, oh. I like Harry Potter, but I'm over Harry Potter. Yeah. I don't know, man. I understand I mean, what you're I saying because like we've kind of been I'm, oversaturated between the books yet. and the movies. But if you just look at it from the books. Especially the later ones. That's some awesome stuff, right? Yeah, I got no problem with it. I'm just, I don't have the Potter mania anymore. Yeah. Like, yeah, okay. Potter was good. What's new? <laughs> What's hit? What's ironic? What's... Yeah, yeah I, haven't, I haven't really found any great book series to follow. That would so. be Twilight, Josh, by the way. Y- yeah, <laughs> hell no. <laughs> Set Woman's rights back about 150 yep. years. I'd rather staple my testicles to the wall than read those books. Thank you. I'd rather staple my testicles to the wall and then rip them out. I'm not going to have a testicle stapling contest with y'all. Okay. Yeah, I, I was thinking that the, the <laughs> I, further really, side go. Really? Because it's a wall. Let me tell yeah, you. I, I side go with having my pinky broken by having it bent back over my hand. I actually would I, literally I, I, rather I, do I'd, that. I'd read them as some big guy like threatened to punch yeah, that's I'm a pretty not, good measure. I'm not that dedicated to not reading them. Hey, just don't hit me. Why? For a while, I was thinking of reading them because a lot of my family and a couple of my friends were saying how great they were, and this was before it, it became apparent what they were about. Yeah. But I was wary enough. Yeah, but it happens to someone you know, you know. I was wary enough that I had no compunctions about getting pirated copies to read. <laughs> well, I've skimmed them in bookstores and <laughs> just, I couldn't do it. Yeah. No, I've read I, admittedly biased synopsis of them and that was enough for me. Yeah, I, I have not read them yet and I'll probably delete them off of my heart. I if I haven't already, I, I should see if I I'm have. Not, you know, and quality of the writing aside, I'm not their target market, so I don't feel the need to read them. It's like Fifty Shades of Grey? How about that? God. Let's think about Fifty Shades comes out, Fifty Shades of Grey, two things. Oh. Number one, they had a funnier <laughs> die had, <laughs> had a sketch Funny and I had a sketch where Gilbert Gottfried was reading. Oh my god, that was oh. hilarious. <laughs> yes, that, that was, was hilarious. hilarious. Because it's Gilbert Gottfried, Gilbert Gottfried it up, just reading direct quotes. So that was worth it. Anytime you get to hear Gilbert Gottfried talking about the walls of my vagina, that's just <laughs> gold right there. <laughs> Gilbert Gottfried screaming out clitoris was just hilarious. <laughs> The other thing that came out of it was, think, a, it would be. think of Gilbert Gottfried reading Fifty Shades of Grey. It's just like that. <laughs> exactly. It's everything you imagine it would be. And it's interspersed with <sighs> images of women listening to him reading on books on tape and getting all hot and bothered. And that makes it <laughs> <laughs> The other thing that came out of Fifty Shades of Grey is that my uh, one podcast I listened to called The Complete Guide to Everything, two guys from Brooklyn talking about whatever. And they were going to do a show about Fifty Shades of Grey. Then they decided that neither of them wanted to actually read it. So one guy said, okay, here's what we'll do. I'll read a chapter each week, and then we'll come back on the podcast each week, and I will tell you what happened, because you are adamant against reading it. Like, okay, we can get some comedy out of that. And they got about four chapters in, and like, where's all the sex you're talking about? Because it was just boring, no sex stuff. And then they finally got into that, and he's like, I don't want to read this anymore. (laughs) (laughs) 
we know the audience is really enjoying it, but we don't want to do it anymore. Because they thought when they were reading about it, like, oh, it's the big sexy book. It's just going to be housewives just getting like, oh, that's so body, so naughty and suggestive. Ho, ho, ho. It's like, no, it's hardcore, nasty. PSM <laughs> sucks. And I don't really want to talk about it and then talk about it with my dude friend on <laughs> the podcast. And it's the Describing worst, to you. It's saddest like BDSM. It's like, that's what it's I've like heard. What, it's, it's like what Facebookers think BDSM would be. <laughs> oh. God, you know, it's and just... And it started off as fan fiction for Twilight. <laughs> See, the thing is, I wouldn't even know from BDSM. Well, anyway. Sticks and stones may break my bones. But it's, uh... Whips and chains excite me. But yeah. it's, uh... So the long and short of it, there's some good comedy has come out of that book. Yeah, some good can come out of anything. Out of struggle oh, and, and of sacrifice another, will be another reborn to The only thing that annoys me is it sells millions of copies, and yet Firefly gets canceled after 13 fucking episodes. There's yeah, no justice just, in the world. No. Well, you know, the good do nothing while the worst are full of passion and intensity. Right. It's, the whole, it's the whole thing of confidence. Well, I'm pretty sure Joss Whedon's got confidence. Yeah. Now, the other thing come out of that was that a friend of mine, I can't say who it is because he's doing it anonymously. He started writing a, uh, he's like, uh, oh, so Fifty Shades of Grey, which was fan fiction, is making millions and millions of dollars. So I'm going to write some fan fiction and make millions and millions it of dollars. Was, wait, how is it fan fiction? It was originally Twilight fan fiction, Twilight and then it was bought. Oh, God, they, are you serious? Yeah, then yes. they, got, they, just, they just sanded out all the vampire stuff and changed the name. That explains so much! No, but, um, no, he's, so he's like, I'm going to write horrible. fan fiction as a 20-something girl. I'm going to write Twilight fan fiction as someone who's never read Twilight. And it was hilarious, the stuff he was writing. I think you mentioned, you said it was pretty funny. Oh, it's funny, especially all the meta stuff. What it's called, Immortal Something, it's a Harry Potter. Oh, that's my Immortal. My Immortal, oh my Potter. god. I, I, I can't decide whether that was legitimate and the person was just no. an idiot or this, if it's someone... That's pure troll, dude. If you look at the grammar, it's the kind of grammar you get when someone knows how to write and they're playing with grammar. Uh, the types of mistakes are inconsistent and aren't the same as you get with the typical subliterate moron uh, that... <laughs> moron! That, moron! <laughs> that posts stuff on the internet. <laughs> Well, I just know there was a pod, I forget what podcast it was. I think it was Role Playing Public Radio. And they had just as a kind of a tangential thing, they had somebody reading a couple of the chapters. And they did the thing in GarageBand where you can take your voice and turn it into a, like a male voice, you can turn it into a female voice. Oh my god, it was the most hilarious thing because the guy reading it was reading it like a valley girl. And then they had his voice tweaked to make it sick. It was just hilarious. And then every once in a while, either he or the people who were in the studio with him when he was reading it couldn't contain themselves and would start cracking up at various points because it was just so god-awful. That's always funny to hear when people just can't help they themselves. can't help themselves, yeah. It, it was kind of hilarious. I forgot to jot down the NPC. You son of a bitch. I know, I, yeah. <laughs> Give me a second, guys. I'm trying to find okay. something in the book. Oh, while our generous host is looking, thanks to you, Josh, I watched The Last Dragon not too long ago. Oh, good. It was thoroughly enjoyable, and I found it hilarious, and I yes. think it's deliberate humor. You were wondering about that? In retrospect, I believe that. My feeling is, yeah, it's deliberately funny, and it's oh my been God. Too long, it's been too long since the 80s, and I can't remember what. Oh, I was laughing out loud watching some of that stuff. Oh, there was no, a line, very funny. just this throwaway line, the brother, not the brother, there were a lot of brothers in that film. Yeah, the younger kid. Yeah, 
the younger kid, the main character's little brother, is walking away from the Kung Fu Dojo where his older brother is practicing, and he just throws out the line, chocolate-covered yellow peril. And I was like, did, did I just hear that? Go back and listen to it again. He does. I was like, yellow peril? What? That is, that's like a throwback in a throwback. Yeah, that movie's highly enjoyable. Ah, oh, that was really funny. Listen, you can hear him forging the adventure by hand. No. As our wild ancestors once did. Yep, tapping out dungeon maps on stone tablets. Yeah, that's how we used to do it. Writing out wandering monster tables in a... <laughs> hanging them in stone. <laughs> Bashing our heads with rocks to generate random numbers. Glad to have it, too. Glad to have it. <laughs> Kids today. Oh. Oh, with their story games and their narrative control. They don't understand. Their iPod, iPhone, <coughs> programs. <laughs> I don't know. It's, I feel like it's gone downhill really since... It has, you know, since, yes, but... Since the 70s, maybe? It I'm has, not a, yes, but... I'm not a scholar of My dad was a big Western fan, and he talked about one that I he called... Westerns. He called this one the last Western or something like that. And it was the last good movie with a lot of the big names. Wild Bunch? Um, I don't remember. And he said it was really the last film of its kind. And then there have been one or two others that he considers Western movies, which are good, but not the same as what people classically think of as a Western. Yeah. He has a whole explanation, but I don't really remember which film he was talking about now. Maybe it was The Wild Bunch. I've watched The Wild Bunch. I don't remember a lot about it, but it is often references on one of the last great westerns of Sam Peckinpah. It was ultraviolent. It had Ernest Borgnine, some other guys in it. And that line was like one of the last great westerns. It also, the story, it was post-World War One or right before it was early 20th century. And so it was right as the West was dying. It was a band trying to do their one last big robbery. Okay. That sounds like it because I know it had Ernest Borgnine in it. Okay. Wild and uh, he also said that he thinks the director and, and even the actors, they knew they were making, like, it was supposed to be kind of a statement on the genre. Yeah. I'd be the wild bunch. Right on. Ultraviolent. From 1960s perspective, I suppose. <laughs> uh, Sam Peckinpah innovated the whole slow motion gunfight thing where you uh. see the bullets and you see the blood slow motion spurt and blast out of people's chests and whatnot. Oh, nice. I mean, so yeah, it was ultraviolent. It wasn't like Clive Barker, but it was still <laughs> for a, compared to like a John Wayne or even a Clint Eastwood Western. Yeah, it was. Clint Eastwood has come out saying he's not a fan of the slow motion fight scenes like that because he thinks the tension should come from before guns are drawn, which is why in most Clint Eastwood Westerns, the mm -hmm. gunfights are very quick, but there's a lot of staring and posing beforehand. <laughs> I think I am ready. All right. Actually, famous because of the rich clay deposits near the I river. Was trying to think, damn it! I was trying to think of the right word. I was like, "There's lots of clay," but I couldn't remember. Deposits was the word I was trying to think of. Thank you. Yes. <laughs> Who would I pay this toll to? We're your. <laughs> Who does this? What the? <laughs> wow, who long it's that happening. soundtrack? Who <laughs> uh, long it's happening again? Uh. <laughs> <laughs> 
damn it. <laughs> I was looking up a Chinese proverb generator. <laughs> also, your accent doesn't slip. <laughs> and the music just starts playing at every block. Every one place too long. I will sit here and meditate upon the music in the wind. <laughs> Not just me, right? Everyone else is hearing that, right? <laughs> Why has that Chinaman got music playing? Why because don't I... You- I am special, and you are not. I am a PC. You are not. <laughs> Explain to me, how exactly do I roll? You have a... You pick up the dice. <laughs> oh, it's like the Hex Games thing! That's right! <laughs> you see, uh, you, and only... Can make my heart... Uh, put my nuts in a vine. You see a couple yes. of the, um... Damn it. Um, I'm not going to retcon. It's too cheesy. Are they wearing it, then? Huh? Yeah, right. Go for it, dude. Yeah, well, Do whatever you want. It's obvious this is fairly important. Well, I was just thinking that it would have made a lot more sense had they had some sort of identifying thing. And when he asked if he was wearing a star or something, I should have thought of that and said, oh, well. Well, they were wearing Confederate uniforms, which was on. Uh, well, one guy was. The other, yeah, at yeah. least one of them. You could have the other guys be like piecemeal. Since I'm riding a donkey. Here's a hell of a quote for you. That's <laughs> a hell yeah. of a way to start any sentence. <laughs> yeah, I like that. That's a good opening. Yeah. They have very Is there a many... W in front of your name? Yeah, Wulong. Okay, so it's not Wulong as in the T. Right. They stop and they they see... Uh, no, they don't stop because I don't want to redo initiative, so to hell with it. Woo! All right. So another one of them goes down. <laughs> off his horse. Horse. The lead, the lead guy. Oh, you show? Oh, I'm sorry. I missed that. You're shooting at the lead guy? Yes. Okay. So you mm-hmm. could spend three story points to bump that up to a six. And then I would not get hit, or would that make me grazed? Or hang on, what did you actually roll on the dice? You want the numbers on the dice? Yes. Okay, I got a negative five and a positive one. Okay, so negative four. Mm-hmm. That was something I was a little unclear on in the... Uh... Well, that's why I rolled the way I did, to help clarify these <laughs> That's right, exactly. Did I mention that Ben has a lot of identical brothers? <laughs> <laughs> Second way to spend story points is when you roll luck dice or any other die roll. I don't know what the hell other die roll he's talking about, because the only die roll ever mentioned in this game is luck dice. See story hooks, page 12. <laughs> <laughs> That'll go down in history. Um, after you roll the dice and determine the result, you may spend... Okay, so it is... I guess it's after you... Yeah, after you roll the dice and determine the result, you may spend any amount of story points to increase the result by the same number. So yeah, I was right. You can use three story points to turn your three into a six. At first, the way it was worded, I wasn't sure if it was talking about you use that to adjust. Like, if you rolled negative four, would you then have to spend four story points to put it up to zero? And then... But I don't think that's what they're talking about. I think he's talking about... Okay, then that's what I'm gonna do. The leader takes a shot... At Iron... At Iron? Where the hell did that come from? At uh, Rattlesnake Ben. Iron Rattlesnake. <laughs> That's my... It sounds like a martial arts move. <laughs> you should be aware <laughs> of my Iron Rattlesnake. <laughs> I shall call you Iron Snake. <laughs> <laughs> Funny. My third wife called me. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> 